Welcome to Women in Tech Forum's leadership series on the sofa with Angie. Today's special guest is Sarjit Jutla, who is the head of test at British Business Bank. So Sarjit, it's an absolute pleasure to have you on the series today. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for inviting me. It's an absolute pleasure. Thank you. So I'd love to hear a little bit about your uh, journey into the tech industry as a sort of an Asian female where society sort of puts pressure on you to be, you know, to be a doctor or a lawyer. So how did you decide to pursue a career in the tech industry? I'll be totally honest, I think it happened kind of by mistake. (laughs) Um, Growing up, my parents always wanted me to be either an accountant, lawyer or a doctor, because that's the only professions they kind of knew. They didn't know about technology. You know, they come from India and and they have built a life here, but they, in that um, era, I guess, for them, it's, you know, you need to become a doctor or a lawyer. That is, that's the only streams I had. Going into university, I kind of decided that, you know, I'll do a three-way degree, I'll go into business, that keeps me open for account accounting, and then I will do computer science, because I just had, like, a little, I've always liked technology and um so that was my interest there and so i i done um I, I chose computer science and then i also chose um law as well so my first year was like a three-way degree but i decided law definitely wasn't for me i just it, it just doesn't interest me it didn't give me you know i don't think i would have enjoyed my job um and i really wanted to do something that i enjoyed so then i um continued doing um a bsc a bs so BSc and BA in business and computing and I absolutely loved computing um, and I think the man, the business side of it really gave me the managerial skills as well. Um, after finishing university I landed myself a really good graduate role in computing, um, a role as a developer and I just jumped to it and up until I would say maybe about 10 years ago my parents still thought I was an accountant. They just always just assumed that I was an accountant doing really well financially doing really well was able to you know invest and do what I needed to do and they just thought yeah you know she's doing well so she must be an accountant (laughs) and it was only when I was introduced to a family friend who was a doctor and his wife was an accountant and my dad introduced me and he's like yeah this is my daughter she's also an accountant and I had to look at my dad and I was like no but obviously I just played along with it and then in the car I told my dad because dad I'm not an accountant I'm actually a software developer and now I manage up um software development projects and teams and he was like oh and that was it from since then (laughs) you know they have still been really proud of me but they just didn't know it as a profession especially being coming from an Asian background it's just never really an option um so I've absolutely, you know, I went into computing um, or development you know, because I had a passion for it. I really enjoyed that side of business. So, uh, yeah. Thank you. Uh, and what an amazing journey and story and, and, and sort of very early on in your life sort of starting to probably go against society's expectations. Uh, and now, obviously, you're heading up test. You're, you're running a team of, of software developers at British Business Bank. What have some of the challenges been as a sort of female in, in what is still a male-dominated environment? I think when I started my career, it was always very much, you know, 
if they wanted someone with a certain skill or certain technology, they would always expect a um, a male to turn turn up. And I had um, a really I was only I just finished my graduate um, position with uh, within the company that I started my career with, and I went in as a consultant rather than a graduate. And I literally had a short period where um, I had a short window, I had two week window to go and complete some work that some of the other consultants had gone in to do, but it didn't go to plan. So they held back some of the funding um, that they needed to pay until the work was finished. So they sent, sent me, I didn't think anything of it. I was, I was given directions to go and meet with the director. You've got two weeks to complete the work and collect the check at the end of the assignment fine no problem um I turn up and you know asked for the director waited greeted me and he literally he didn't even shake my hand to start with he looked at me and said they sent you and he literally laughed in my face after I said yes and he goes you're going to complete the job and I was like um yes I'm going to complete the job and um didn't shake my hand he just walked me to my desk and he was like okay fine you know here's a login everything else so I started working the next day oh you're back again I was like yes I'm back again <laughs> and I just carried on and but from that moment was the first time ever where I kind of felt really intimidated that yes I'm a female but that doesn't mean that I can't do the job so I was really you know, that really motivated me to make sure that I have to complete this and I have to, I've got two weeks to complete the, the assignment. Um, I literally did not leave my desk. I ate at my desk. I had my breakfast, lunch at my desk. Um, and to my satisfaction, I completed the assignment and, you know, I gave the demo of what was done because he wanted to see what I had done. He wanted to not only see the front end, he wanted to see the code that was developed as well. Um, just, you know, just, I think he just wanted any excuse not to give the check. Um, and to my satisfaction, I took the check back to my company on that very Friday. So I left early on the Friday, went back um, and I gave the check. And from that moment is when I had my first experience. And I've always been a little bit more cautious about going to roles, whether, you know, it's a big bank, because I've worked with, with the likes of Deutsche Bank, HSBC, um, and, you know, I've had to carry myself and I always give a really firm handshake because I don't want them to feel like, oh, God, they've sent a girl. You know, she doesn't know what she's doing. Um, you know, she's going to have a weak handshake. And I just think that does kind of set, set, uh, set the scene of I'm here and I'm going to do as good of a job that, you know, a male consultant would do. Um, so luckily, with, I think, my dedication and motivation to do well, I did... Um, speed speed up my career within the consultancy world and I was a principal consultant um, within five years of my um, actually it was four years of my degree of my um, graduate role so I did really well and I was proud of myself and uh, you know it it paid off the hard work paid off um, and here at British Business Bank we are encouraging more women to come in IT so we always look out for uh, for CVs where it is a female candidate because we want you know at the moment I'm only this I'm the only senior manager within uh, within the IT team 
but we do want to grow the team. We do have some female developers within the team. And I think, you know, if there were two candidates that had the same amount of skills and one was a female, I think I would be more drawn to be, you know, bringing in the female just to create that balance. And that encouragement is coming from our CEO as well. So, you know, she is really encouraging um, females to join. She's um, encouraging females to even um, apply for um, applications to uh, for business loans as well. So the encouragement is coming right from the top. And um, me and one of the other directors from another from another team, she's also um, joining the um the, the kind of initiative to encourage more females to join British Business Bank at senior levels as well as technical levels within IT. So I think there is great opportunity, not just at British Business Bank, but I think it has been seen at other places as well where they do want to have, especially within IT, they want to bring in more female developers and have you know more of a mix rather than it being male dominated. Absolutely. And, 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 you know, I'm sorry you had to go through that sort of early experience uh, and, you know, they sent you. Um, unfortunately, there were still similar situations happening in the tech industry now, albeit, you know, few and far between. But what advice would you give to other women who uh, may feel uh, maybe a little bit intimidated being in this male dominated environment? I think the main thing is, is not letting that affect you in in achieving your goals and making sure that you you know you we know that we can do a, a you know as good as what a male can do so just don't let that stop you and I know it is really really hard because I think at that I was only around 23 years old when that happened to me and I was literally holding back my tears and I could have gone one way or the other. I could have just left and said, okay, you know what, I'm not going to do this. Um, or, you know, that, that could have really disencouraged me or be encouraged, be motivated by it. You know, we can go out there and we can show men that, you know, we are as good. You know, why is it that we don't have the equal opportunities? There is still the whole, um, you know, women not being paid as well as men. And I think that, you know, we have to juggle work juggle home life, kids, you know, we have everything on our shoulders. So why is it that we don't get, you know, we don't get equal pay? And I know that is still something that, you know, we're trying to close the gap on. But till this, you know, till today, it's still a big issue. Um, and I don't know how we're going to go about closing that gap. Um, and I know companies are trying their best to close that gap. But, you know, that, like you said, we are still facing many challenges being female um, and being in the tech world and trying to climb up that ladder. And just a final question. Uh, so, you know, you're passionate uh, about empowering the next generation of women and you're also a mentor at uh, the Girls Network. Um, how important is that to you uh, in terms of giving back to the next generation? What I have noticed in our generation um, and the next generation is that when I was growing up, I kind of knew what I wanted to do. I knew that these are my options um, without having guidance from our parents, apart from being told this is what you have to do, you have no choice. 
Um, but I kind of knew, okay, this is what my interests are. This is what I kind of where I want to go into my career. I want to be independent. I don't want to rely on a man. Um, and what I feel today is when I'm talking to these young, young women is that they don't know which direction they want to go in. They don't know the opportunities either. I think they are so consumed by social media. Um, and, you know, just we, we don't have phones that we're going to spend hours on our mobile phone and social media that we're going to spend hours on end on our phones. And I think girls nowadays, it's really sad to see that they just don't know what they want to do. And what I am encouraging girls to do is to find out what their passion is, whether their passion is going into beauty or going into, you know, having a profession. You know, they may have a passion for animals and they could, you know, look into maybe becoming a vet and seeing, seeing where even they're academically, where they are really good academically and seeing whether that's their passion that they can go into. And I think that is their starting point, whereas we kind of, we already knew what we wanted to do or had a rough idea. And I think it's really sad when I'm talking to girls and they're just like, oh, I don't know what I want to do. I might, you know, just get married or have kids and I think that's what I want to do but that's not really something that I want to hear and it is really sad to hear that um and even my niece herself like she's 18 she doesn't she knows that she doesn't want to go to university which I've said that is totally fine you know university isn't for everyone but what else what is it that you want to do so she wants to you know look into HR so I'm looking at options for her to have a career within HR without going to university so um you know, I think there's always, university isn't for everyone. Um, I do believe in higher education. I think higher education is very important. I think it's a life learn, a life lesson as well as, as um, you know, improving academically. Um, but I also do think that there are other options for girls to um, explore. And I'm, I really do hope that even if I can have one girl from the Girls Network go on to achieving her dreams, whether that is further education or setting up her own business. And, you know, I, that would be really sad. Really, you know, I would feel like I've achieved something um, just helping one person. So Sajid, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been really interesting speaking to you and hearing your journey. And um, I love the fact that you're empowering the next generation of women uh, in, in, not just in tech, but in the world as a whole. So it's been an absolute pleasure. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you.